There they go, the clown and the two thugs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down. I am Pat B. On the line today, we have the baddest B in the house, Shada Shay. Mm-hmm. None other than Manda Panda. Hey. Westminster Abbey. Hey. And the Efocutioner. Yo, a bigotry catchphrase of Efocutioner. Because I can't think of anything to say right now. You're ashamed of yourself. Come on now. You got to come prepared. <laughs> All right. We have an awesome action packed, fun filled show for you today. We are talking about the film remake of The Witches. Uh, this is starring Anne Hathaway in the role that was popularized by Angelica Houston. Can she step up? We'll see in just a few. Also, we are talking about the film Scare Me. This is a new interesting one on Shudder, and Shudder's been dropping the horror stuff legit. So we'll see if this is a new one for that opus, that legacy, or if this is another one for the cutting room floor. We are also talking about GTFO. My bad. <laughs> GTFO is an interesting Aww. take on a, on a, yeah, it's a new horror game, uh, heavily focused on co-op, heavily focused on new designs and new takes on horror game in. So, man, the panda gonna give us the inside stuff, the hardcore on how raw or how whack GTFO really is. Or uh, should GTFO, GTFO. I mean, we'll find out when I talk about it. All right, all right, don't wanna bury the lead, you got this. All right, and then 12 Reasons to Die. Dude, this is an album that came out a few years ago by Ghostface Killer. And then the accompanying comic series that came out featuring Ghostface Killer. We about to find out if Ghostface Killer is the comic stuff or should he, my man, stick to wax. Okay, stay in your lane. I'd never say this to his face because I've met him, yo, he huge. All right, but now let's jump into it. We are going to start off proper and correct with The Witches. Now, if anyone's not familiar with The Witches. This was originally a book by Roald Dahl, and then it was a film starring Angelica Houston in the 1990s, as I mentioned. It's got a long legacy and a huge following, and dude, it was kind of revolutionary in special effects back in the day. The story is, in 1967, a young boy and his grandmother, they have a run-in with the Coven of Witches, and, uh, oh, and the Grand High Witch. Now, this is a new take uh, based off the original book with Robert Zemeckis, at the helm. Robert Zemeckis is the dude that brought us Back to the Future and a slew of other great films. And it's also co-written by Zemeckis, by Kenya Barris, and by Guillermo del Toro. So I'm going to kick it over right now to our resident expert, Shayna Shay. Um, I will say the one thing that kind of threw me off right at the beginning was um, Chris Rock's doing the voiceover. And there are moments yeah. where it's fine. Um, but there are moments, especially when he's trying to ham it up and like be funny, it's actually not. And it, it kind of breaks with the, I don't know, I guess the general feel of the rest of the movie. So no, for can, me, it's a little weird. I can see that. I get a lot like, of that when I watch uh, Everybody Hates Chris, that sitcom he did. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah like when he just Chris. talks. Hey, yeah, like when he's just, when he just talks instead you know instead of like vocally mugging he it's fine and it goes fine but as soon as he starts being a little too animated it's like dude calm down this is not a cartoon you hear i need you here right. um, I, I agree with you on that opinion i will say however yo this was totally a cartoon yeah. a little okay so this was way to me way lighter and much funnier than the original with angelica houston like it is so much lighter in oh, tone. Yo, that original um, and raw. I, 
Uh, yeah, and I don't know if it's because they didn't use practical effects the like they did in um, the original. By the way, one of the last movies Jim Henson worked on, um, though not the last because it was technically filmed before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. <laughs> Oh, um, see, I thought, okay. Okay, just drop some knowledge on me. Yeah. Right, because I, I, I thought Ninja thought, Turtles yeah. was the last one. Ninja Turtles yeah. came out way before, but... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, He, he actually did more hands-on work with the witches. He actually also had to talk Ron Dahl out of having his, removing his name from the movie because he was because the writer was angry about the original the ending of the original movie. The movies that came from them are modern classics. Yeah, no, I love Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory to this day. The changes. Yeah, Ron Dahl hates most of them. The uh, the animated uh, uh, James and Giant Peach story is damned entertaining and yeah, really, no, good. really use that aesthetic to to its advantages. And I mean, dude, the original witches we just talked about at yeah. the start, how horrifying it was. There's not many horror movies that kids can watch and be horrified, be entertained, and not be traumatized. Still walk away like, wow, that was awesome and horrifying because it's not like horror movies, I'm gonna murder you and cut your neck open and then he'll poke you I mean, no. from the inside, nothing like that. I mean, no, by that point, like, you're dead, so you're not feeling it anymore. So I mean, I mean this song. is true. I mean, I watched Lord of the Rings when I was like been, seven, it's, it's, it's so like, it, there's nothing, there's nothing really I can compare to watching that as a kid. Like, dude, like, if only, if you had seen the movies that they made in the 80s for oh children and then made us watch. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? A lot of those movies I have a lot of fond memories of, even though they scared me. Like, witches scared me, but I still liked the movie. It was okay, a good so, movie. Okay, Can I just so, say, I wish y'all had told me about the, the old movies, because this <laughs> I really thought this was the we only version. You. And no. I was... Like I never, I never, I didn't know there was an original. I didn't know there was a book. No, what I'm getting at, I'm not, I'm not trying to clown you or anything. I'm just saying that statement makes it seem like the onus was on us to say, okay, look, just, just so you know, uh, uh, what's been available for the last twenty something years, right? Like, no, it's longer. Which is this thirty years old? What, what, what I'm All saying right. is, it's <laughs> like it, it's it's been out there in the ether, man. You know, I'm, not, I'm not even I'm not even clowning you. I'm just saying. I, I know, I know. Like, Cat saying do research. I've not been in that circle. Even after this, if you can find it, actually. No, I'm I'm going to go watch the original because this yeah, one good. is like, yo, this was very. I, I saw the horror in it, and I'm just like, why didn't they just push forward right. into it? And okay, I feel well, like yeah. there was some, about, I felt like there was something special right? missing. But I think I'm gonna go back, and I'll probably be like, you know what? I think this new version might be trash compared to. The I, I feel well, like this well, one well, is like on, a Happy Meal with like right? one missing chicken nugget, and the old witches was like a Whopper meal that you Yo, got. I, I want the Whopper meal, Like you're just witnessing this conversation. I need some popcorn right here, just like. Yo, extra fries, please. I, I need the drink on the side. Right, See, nostalgia so, so strong. Like the the sort of like difference between like I didn't know there was a movie that came out twenty years ago, and Pat's interpretation of Roald Dahl's books is really interesting. <laughs> Will be an unpopular opinion, I tell you. Yeah, it you is an unpopular opinion. You but say like, that because you feel differently, but if you actually, I'm telling you, there are a lot of people. Books, I, I'm not if saying you are fans of Roald Dahl versus the movie. You will find a lot of dissenting opinions. You'll find a lot of conflicting opinions. I and bet those are general people who... discourse as to why. But I, I feel like a lot of the people I want to hear saw the movies. I want to hear uh, opinion of as someone who's new 
to uh, this story and new to the film. Uh, I want to hear your opinion of The Witches. Uh, I thought it was just funny, but then I thought it was really sad, and I felt like I wish they had just gone darker with it. Because, like, as you, as I look at the the movie objectively, I'm like, you know, this would be a really great kids movie, and. But I mean, honestly, like from beginning to the end, I'm like, yo, this is the saddest thing I've ever watched, man. Like, yo, this kid is having a better time being a mouse than yeah, a human boy. Of course. And then, and then even like, yo, like the whole situation of like, yo, he just accept him being like that that mouse kid state. Is I felt like his his emotions just got like toned down, and it was more like survival due to him being oh. a rat. So, oh, like, they, they being that's in the book. <laughs> that is in the book. That is in the that book. Is in the book. The that movie. He's okay. Oh my god. One thing I noticed in this one, one thing I noticed <laughs> in this in this interpretation is he acclimated to it like right away. Right. I, I, yeah. I actually I actually really like that because a lot of stories would spend a long time with him. I can't believe what's happening. And even when he's accepted, I'm a mouse. Oh my god, it's just so different. I'm still confused by stuff that I have accepted in the previous three scenes and not getting to the story. And this one uh, it went a little quick. I, I, I yeah. wasn't going to compliment yeah. the pacing until I noticed it's getting faster and faster. <laughs> I, it does but, kind but, of break the speed at the end. Yeah. But I, I, I realized that there was, they, were, they, were, they were doing that as a, as a means to get more of the story out because I felt I got more of the story of how they actually uh, try to solve the problem and then there's the failure and then realization of the witches and then they don't spend so much time flabbergasted because it's based off a book but it's not a book. I actually like that they got to the point. You know, I liked also that he, it, it's very unrealistic, but he's just oh. like, he's just like, oh, you, you can talk? Okay, you can talk now, cool. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you, 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 you don't have a couple more questions, brother? No, no. Nah, nah. well, I don't, like, I don't remember there being three mice in the original. There oh, weren't. There, 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 there was. That's there a was new him. character. Okay, because I'm like, oh. oh, they threw in a girl because they had, they had to, they had to make this not a sausage fest. I mean, fair I mean, enough. That's not, I'm not complaining about that. Like, yeah, no, like, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I thought it was a weird shoehorn because the original story held perfectly fine without the addition of the female. Mm, like, yeah, they I gave, have, they gave I issues think so. with the original story with the way the original story per, uh, played that out because it's these two awkward little boys who haven't really. Uh, they don't really have any way to process what's happening around them and just kind of bumble through everything and essentially luck into uh living by the end you know what i'm saying and i felt that in this version and in this interpretation it made more sense to have uh to have the third mouse come in and kind of be a voice like, kind of hey, be the one i've been here for four months it. here's the sit I, yeah it, I it, it, she, uh, she served as a guide yeah you know, i think the inclusion the of the um daisy's character well mary um is because the, we don't spend as much time as we did in the previous movie of like going through the history of witches. Like remember the grandmother told several stories, stories. about yes. um, th just children that disappeared and they don't have a, um, a sequence as long in this one. So I think that's why they put in Mary to show like in action. It's also funny cause like in the book there's like this throwaway moment where after the boy gets turned into the mouse, he's in the Grand High Witch's room and he sees a pair of terrified frogs. And then he overhears the Grand High Witch talking about disposing of them and he figures out those are probably children and you never see them again. So, like, I feel like 
in, in the book, that was one of the few active like ways where they showed a victim of a witch that Luke actually came across other than himself. Well, in the other movie's book, in the other movie, is, he's called yeah. Luke. Yeah, he in the book, he doesn't name. have a name. In this, he doesn't have a name, which yeah. fine. No, um, you have a good point too. One thing that they mentioned in this, which I would, I had kind of hoped they would lead, they would make more than just kind of a one, you know, note line, where it's just like, oh, I wonder if that's another kid. I wonder if that's another kid. And they move on from that. That's the thing I would have liked to have seen. Like, as I mentioned, I did compliment the pacing of the movie, but I complimented to a degree because then it moved a little too fast. I, I think the first half is very good. The first half, I think, yeah. I, I first half was amazing. Um, I, think the, I think the cat was a kid. I, feel yeah, like I don't think so. The cat is well, um, a lot more intelligent than a normal cat. It was definitely I feel familiar. like the cat was more like a familiar. familiar. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, the, the, first, the first witch that um, the boy encounters she has a snake. So oh, they yeah, all have familiar. Yo, that lady, that lady, that lady creeped me out. I yeah. yeah. Like that was the one thing I didn't like the design of the witches in general, just because like they're supposed to look like normal women for the most part. Like until they take off their wigs and take off their gloves and shoes, like generally they're just supposed to look like normal women. What, 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 what was your specific beef with how they look though? The um the, the Joker smile. The, yeah, the Joker smile was kind of frightening and also i'm like that's too like it's that's too obvious yeah it's a too obvious marker i like that when it was jarring when you first noticed it but i like that when we saw what that was how so creepy but i think then like the fact it was so visible any other time like they're supposed to look like normal women there's there yeah. shit a very obvious sign that they're like, with at a glance. This current time, there would have been like a like a contour. You wouldn't have seen none of that. But this was yeah. also like the nineteen well, sixties guys. Yeah. That makeup True. was not on point then. Thank no, you. Also, like if this movie took place during like current like times, then like you wouldn't even notice. They'd all be wearing masks. But yeah, like the, the to me, it's just, it was too was, obvious. The CG, I think, was one of the was one of the biggest outliers in this. Where yeah, people yeah. praise the practical effects of the previous movie, but uh, taking that out of the equation, I think the CG in this was used really effectively. When they describe the feet, and then you see the feet, and I'm just yeah. like, yo, that looks like all of them had like amputated. Well, I mean, but isn't that see. practical? Like. They're like makeup and stuff involved with like their actual physical, except for the think, Joker mask. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think some of, of those were practical, but I think some of those were also CG'd. I always feel like it works better together. CG, and the hands I thought were a nice touch, the mouths I thought were a nice touch. The the one, the, the arm thing. Oh, that, I, I, that kept happening. Oh, that was, was, that, that was I was like, gum, gum, no. It, it, it creeped me out, but also I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking, yo, this is going to look real faky in like two years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it does not I, have a high shelf life. Absolutely. It does not. Like, I already thought it looked kind of fake, like, yeah, while it, I was it, watching it. I'm like, mm. gonna have the... Also, did anyone else think the Grand High Witch kind of looked more like a harpy? Yeah. Sometimes, totally. yes. Totally. Like, like, also, when she was flying around the um room, yeah. all I could think to myself is, "Wow, it looks like her toes are flipping me off." So let's talk about Anne Hathaway's performance then. Anne Hathaway as the Grand High Witch was like at the forefront. It was mostly her. Uh, Octavia uh, uh, Spencer, I almost said Butler, Octavia Spencer 
and um and the, and the young boy who's oh thank you yes Jayden. and the tooch can't and, forget the tooch man <laughs> stanley tucci and uh and uh our, our hero um zahir bruno is the kid's name um so those four characters like ran this stanley tucci came out of nowhere as this comedic performance i love stanley tucci yo that dude is yeah hilarious. Like, i'll be fair like i as far as like people wanting to match the roles up between the two movies I feel like Stanley Tucci's um, hotel manager and Rowan Atkinson's version of the um, hotel manager, mm -hmm. very different, but I think they're fairly equal. So I, so I'm, I'm, uh, I don't really uh, know that much about the original film, but just thinking about Mr. Bean as <laughs> like the hotel manager is giving me like such good vibes like it's no. just oh, like and this no, was no, before no, he was think, mr bean yeah think, think less oh, mr really? bean think more mm -hmm. blackadder think okay. more blackadder um yeah that'd, that'd be, that'd be sarcastic and kind of angry yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i and just think of that it, it was you know honestly uh all in all i like this interpretation i thought the cg didn't rob the story of anything specifically mm -hmm. um i think this is uh, a good way to usher kids into like halloween horror i wish it had come it had come at like the end of September, it could have been a real push for like the whole Halloween season and get some like real yes. uh, 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 atmospheric uh, aspects to it. I thought the performances were decent. I like Anne Hathaway in this role. She's I did too. She's did. she's not like an elegant weirdness. It's just like she worked as every. Uh, I'm saying every her Oscar as a, nominated. You know, she like every Oscar winning Russian actor has swag. to do a campy villain at some point. Oh, you know yeah. what? If they pull it off, though, it works for them. And I'm giving this with the caveat of the pacing will mess you up at times. And you are right about the, the, the Joker thing. If Yelmo del Toro invol is involvement in this project is 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 in your face the whole it's time. obvious yeah i mean like a lot of like what makes uh del toro's like horror his type of horror is like just sort of how a lot of his movies just like feel very in your face yep but i the appreciate horror, that the horror is around who... you whether you're aware of it or not and the yeah fact, here are these witches and you know that they're witches you can tell mm. like like here it is here's that horror i love but, it i love horror in the in this the is Absolutely. This is a thumbs up for me because it's a good time and also more especially because I think it's a good time for kids. It's not as horrible as the previous iteration, but it's definitely one that I think people should see. Whether or not they, I think they'll probably want to see it more than once, yeah, probably not, but at least one time through one viewing, it's a thumbs up. Uh, Abby? Uh, yeah, I would probably give it a thumbs up as well. It was totally worth the watch and uh, it's definitely, I, I wouldn't probably see it more than once, but I would recommend it to friends if they wanted to see something like this. So, yeah. Effocutioner. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it a thumbs up, man, even though I'm like brand new to it. I will say this, though. The kids will probably love it. Great introduction to horror. Funny and sad as an adult. And then I'll probably have them watch Nightmare on Elm Street after this. So. What? Yo. Why? So, Why not? You are evil. No. You're right. Friday the 13th. All right. It was yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Shane, Shane, Shane. Okay. I give this a thumbs 
up. I mean, there's some slight caveats. Like, the movie's not perfect. I do prefer the original, but if you have a kid who's a little more squeamish, this would be a good alternative for them. Like, it definitely brings down some of the scare. So, yeah, thumbs up. Okay, all right. And, of course, Panda Panda. So, I mean, I don't want to be the outlier here, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going right. to give this a thumbs up. It obviously have has caveats, but... I think the strongest takeaway for me is I love the idea that we had a a multiracial cast. We got inclusion in a story that the original did not have at all. Um, and I mean, I don't remember the books very much, so I'm trying to remember, you know, if there was much variation in the characters in the book either. So I actually kind of like the fact that we got a splash of color and a splash of spice in the mix here. So that was really approachable. It's like, oh, witches can attack black people too. <laughs> like, it actually like, makes sense because, like, oh gosh. The, those which, are which the children, and then people wouldn't notice right. disappeared. Well, I mean, other it than kinda, that, it kind of gave me that tingle from, um, you know, vampires versus the Bronx. Yeah, like, here comes these forces <laughs> coming in, you know, attacking people that you know most people don't think about. People don't tend to care much or, or think very much about the, you know, the people in the Bronx. So, like, I kind of like that they're they're shifting the focus to, you know. The, the downtrodden being far more the victim than the, you know, that's, that's oh, I, I have everything at the disposal and I can defend myself. Like, I, I like I like that they're subverting this aspect in, in the genre a bit. It's really nice to see. Um, and you get a strong sense of community in it too. Like, I mean, and I mean, like my heart, your heart bleeds for this boy who like literally loses everything like that in the first third. And you're like, yeah. how does- What about the grandma though? Right, yeah. like, but they, and they don't and they don't play with that dynamic too much. Like she's just like, I lost somebody too. Pull up your pants, let's go. Like, I mean, it's like, it's like not only did the grandma lose her best friend when like, but like she also uh, lost like her her child and their her legacy. Spouse. Yeah, like and then and then her grandson turns into a mouse and can't get unturned into a mouse. Like she's lost so much. I mean, well, she still she's got still, her grandson she, at the end, you know. I mean, right. I mean, like her grandson's a, nice a mouse. <laughs> but I, hey, I mean, hey, hey, you know, don't, don't, how you gonna sit there and judge someone else's child? <laughs> All children are beautiful. Let me tell you, that was a focal point no, in the movie. I'll, too, I'll stop you know, right Like, there. it doesn't matter what you look like as long as somebody loves you. Loves you. Like, yeah. they make sure to well horn that in, like, real deep. I'm like, okay, okay. Well said. And on the topic of love, I'm gonna kick it over. On the topic of love, I'm going to kick it over to Amanda Panda to give us the inside stuff. I want you to talk about, talk in depth about GTFO. And if anyone's oh not familiar with GTFO, yeah, I know, right? Oh, God. GTFO uh, is so, a, so, so you a want me to player. bring love to a game that I probably don't have nearly as much love for as people would probably expect. Um, yes, because I like, I like survival horror. I like horror as a genre. Their narratives are very complex to me. I tend to think there's so much more going on than, you know, critics will look at in terms of horror in the genre. Well, uh, so, so in, G in GTFO, it is a four person co-op <laughs> where you are effectively a prisoner who gets kitted out to, to the max, at least in this early release, like it's, it's still an early release. So I don't know if this is exactly gonna be the full on story, but you well, kind of well, get dropped. This, it's actually an early release for like another week. Oh, and, okay. and I so actually, actually I, 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 I do believe um, this week is when the matchmaking and uh, everything goes live. Oh, okay. So yeah, so we are at the forefront here. All right, so so you get you get dropped down, 
uh, and it is a frantic rat race of an experience. Um, and I mean, I had some technical difficulties getting it because I I play a, I have a Mac, so I had to go we and find you. myself a win. I know. Hit me up in the comments. Let me know how much you hate no, the idea. No. It's don't, fine. Don't, don't, don't I, I, I only have a Mac as well, so I feel I, I get the haterade all the time. It's computer, fine. So. And I spent so, a lot of time trying to work. I mean, I don't foibles, even have a but. full computer, so. <laughs> but uh, but once I finally got it up and running, um, you know, it's up to four player co-op. I only played it with one other, my husband, across from me, um, on his beautiful Windows, custom built rig, and like the struggle is real. Like there were so many interesting nuances in this in this one map, which the map stays the same, but the the enemies, uh, populate differently every time you fail. Which, um, failure, you need to get really accustomed to in CFO. Um, success, success does not happen often, um, because at the drop of a hat, you know, the slightest, and it seems like it's noise-oriented. Like, th they really brought stealth up to a level in this game, because, like, there are these creatures that they call sleepers that, like, you could practically, like, if you play The Last of Us, like, um, clickers you can get close you can get up close to them and you want to take them out without them alerting because when they alert they alert everything on the map like could be two floors down one of these sleepers sleepers goes off they all descend on you you know and Yo, you know, one thing one thing you neglected to mention right there too is the the goddamn flashlights oh if God. if the if the if the flashlight is on them and you don't turn it off right like you see them start to get up yeah. Like, like, oh my and, god. And like, you can turn the light off real quick, but if you don't turn it off in time, that one alerts his boy, alerts his boy, and it was kind it's of all, they it got kind the of boost mobile text, and they're all like bloop bloop, and then they all descend on you, and then you have to start over. <laughs> yeah, and it's seconds. It is. It is mil not even seconds. It's milliseconds. And mind you, I am not. I'm not PC based as a gamer. I am generally on stick. I'm on. I'm on console. So like it took me a bit to get used to WASDA again because it's been a while. <laughs> so like I'm just like, hey, what does this button do? Up, oh, I just shot four rounds and we're dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because like error, like this is definitely hardcore for the hardcore PC first person shooter person. So like if that's not your bread and butter, this game is not for you. Okay? I will say though, also if you're a horror fan, this is a game it doesn't rely on like just jump scares which uh many not all like they've gotten better about it over the years but this like creates an atmosphere of no hey everyone on the team you shut the hell up you, you are going up. to get us killed and you always have some jackass like yeah whatever guy the second he goes yeah snatch yeah yep. <laughs> no no joke mm -hmm. so i mean like by the fifth time through i was like okay i'm like you got the heat sensing sensing gun you go sense i'm walking behind you one w at a time i ain't playing no games no more we ain't and there's and i mean and the atmosphere is its own character because like i think the map that we were on was like practically fog like you could not see so you can't just run the map and get an idea of the map because you know there are things there and they want to eat you and your face and your mom's face and your grandma's face. Yeah, everything's <laughs> dark. It's kind of like if you've ever, if anyone's played uh, played Fallout um, and the Far Harbor DLC, it's like, you know the terrain, but everything is covered in like a uh, mist. And while that does create a uh, an atmosphere, like, you know, that, that, that no, I don't know what's, I don't know what's 10 feet in front of my face. 
Uh, it felt kind of like a cheat because this is like as you go through the game, and this I actually had to go through a couple of videos to see like what's beyond where I was actually able to get. Because mm. like I said, I wasn't able to play for as long as I would have liked. But there's a lot of repetitive re repetition in um in the environment to put you in. Skill yeah. scary is all hell, you know. But you um, you put any person in a dark closet eight out of nine times. No matter the closet, it's dark. It's scary. It don't yeah. matter what the closet look like. Mm. I mean, you can't see the closet. It's dark. So why out of light. nine times? Like, why eight out of nine? Well, because, like, the second yeah, time you get put in, you're like, oh, I'm in the closet. But then you're like, oh, I'm in the closet. <laughs> like, of the weirdest Aww. nitpicks. No, no, no. Man, man is trying to say this whole thing is an allegory for, for being gay and accepting who you are. <laughs> oh, I thought it was, like, well, really very, all... very scary. Um, very scary. <laughs> the monsters are inside the... No, no, no. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, hold on. The monster design. We have gotten so used to the HR Giger, everything is like rib cagey and, and random toothy penises and vaginas that uh, this had a very, n not new, but like interesting I mean, I and, got, and like they, they took chances the in. With like the weird, like bulbous, mouthy, yeah. like, toothy thing. Like I got, I got like a little a bit of trap on like crack. <laughs> Yo, a Venus flytrap on crack, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, you know what? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, that's got to be a t-shirt. No, that's actually that, that, that's more accurate than what I was about to say. Yes, kind of. I was um, gonna say like the pan's labyrinth, kind of like long neck yeah, body. Exactly. Yes. But it's it's different. I like that we're not seeing the same old designs. Well, you got you got tentacles and ah. I mean, no, they tentacles are no joke. No, but uh, 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 there was some. The, the was stuff some is in there, but it's it's it's. It's not the same type of horror you've seen. I, I gotta, I'm just gonna say, I like this game. I'm not a huge like horror game aficionado. You know, mm -hmm. I like some horror. I like to be scared to a degree, but beyond that, I'm more an action game type, more platform. I mean, I, I think, give me I my think puzzles and hit me my combat races. And this right here is just like, no, you gotta shut the F up and move slow. Slowly. And yo, you don't flash a light. You don't flash no lights. You don't play no. You need to be molded by the darkness right now. Let your let your pupils dilate. Mm. Don't turn on no lights. Don't turn lights on no don't lights. exist. Edison never made light bulbs. Edison <laughs> don't exist. I mean, he didn't, but you know. I mean, he didn't, right. but like, go on. Edison never stole no light bulbs. No, so, no, when, right. when they start no glowing, one figured when... out, no one ever figured out electricity. <laughs> when like, they start glowing, exist. you get a sense of like legit terror. And I actually, I, I, I don't do much like large scale co-op gaming too. I think that might be a failing of this. There's no yeah. single player option, and there's no like it's small kind of, team. It's kind of butthurty because I think like in most games that have at least a single player and a multiplayer aspect, it allows you to understand the mechanics of the games, and you can start bringing in that teamwork element. But this game's like, oh no, you guys have to be. You guys have to be simpatico from the jump. And I don't know about you guys, but in most times when I play a game with matchmaking, I mean, you know, Lady Ash pops up somewhere. Most people are like, mm, you probably don't know how to, you don't know how to game because you have ovaries. What are you what? doing here? Did your boyfriend put you in front of this computer? First of all, <laughs> no one still talks about women gamers. Oh my God, yes, they you do. You have no yes. idea. Who the heck has time to complain about I mean, the same kind of people like the same kind of people who call my husband an N-word when he's playing well, yeah, online. I still like, get those, that. Like, so why do you think women don't still get it bad? I, I thought that was like... It's not over. Like who it, cares it about stopped. that, man? It's all about skill. If you're ass, you're all you're. I mean, if you're trash, you're trash. Ooh. I mean, right. sure. Don't come back Right now, it is only an hour show. Fair enough. <laughs> I should say, women still get stuff. 
do some yeah. stuff, especially if you black as a superhero across the world is gonna call you the N-word profusely, all right? It yes. all still exists. You know what people think that is all gone is fake news. But I will say the GTFO yes. is the real. All right, yo, I had a good time playing this. It is it will it will rock you if you are not in like an established four or more person team. Yeah. And like y'all are like here, y'all, y'all have like a second connection and y'all can I, shut the mm. But regardless, I, I think it's this is a thumbs up for me. This is a this is a legit I mean, thumbs up. I like where it's going. I'm just worried that they're their heavy reliance on the multiplayer aspect is going to potentially be its downfall when it fully releases to the world. So I actually don't think it's going to get nearly as much recognition as it probably will deserve because of that. Um, but I mean, I had a good time for the few hours I got to play it when I finally got it up and running. If you have an old, old clunky laptop or computer, this may not run. It took me a while. Resolution was on non-existent. Okay, so like, do not come in here with like an eight, eight-year-old plus laptop or desktop it will not work so if you're, if you're more current and i say go for it have fun get your friends get friends get friends who are good then play this game otherwise maybe don't bother uh, I, no, I, I live with someone who lives that life uh, well, the game so is called sorry. GTFO. It is a four-player action horror co-op game. It's available now. You can jump on. Make sure you have a full group of friends. It's by Swedish indie studio uh, 10 Chambers Collective. Collective. So if you have trouble Googling it, uh, like try adding the studio name or something. And uh, it's a thumbs up from both of us with yeah. caveats. With caveats. Mm. Not bad. Now, but now... We'll talk about 12 Reasons yes. to Die is and about a mob enforcer who uh, yes. does operations for the 12. Now, he's the black dude in a white mob, and a lot of stuff comes from that. This is Ghostface Killer playing Anthony Starks. Ghostface Killer, if anybody knows from Wu-Tang, is a huge yes. fan of Iron Man in the Marvel Universe. And, dude, he's never pronounced the man's name right. He's never pronounced that damn name right. It's always Starks with an S. All right, yes. but no, Abby, let's get your impressions of the story itself. So so each comic has like a first, like two parts in it, like the first part and a second part. Uh, the first part of it sort of incorporates like the lead up that then uh, leads to um, uh, how it connects to the second part of each of the comic. Uh, and with each of the parts, it gets, uh, each of the comics, there's six in total, you get closer and closer to how they're actually more intertwined. And that sort of like build up to that was really interesting because I never really seen that in a book or in a comic before. And that really sort of added to the mysteriousness of like what went on in the story. Like, where is it going? What's going to happen next? And at times, like I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Like I knew that like, I knew that like uh, Anthony Starks like was going to probably be one of the main characters in the story, but I didn't know how he was going to incorporate how the um, author was going to incorporate his sort of character into the second part of the story. And then as time went on and I continued reading it, um, it sort of left um, it sort of like left like an oh so like he somehow has to do with like all of the records that the man in the second part of the story is going to try and collect and then as um the comics continue onwards it's sort of like it has this build up to when the second part of the story in the first part of the story like actually bridges over and that um sort of like it still leaves some things uh left open until like the very end and that sort of mysteriousness of it all uh, helps to sort of 
like still leave the reader with a lot of questions which i like still have but like if you go back and read it like it needs like a second read over to fully understand what was going on i think it's a good interpretation of a tale too it was released in conjunction with uh ghostface last album I actually called 12 reasons to die and it's not as if the comic was just promotion for the album which is what you might expect for a project like this you know, so it's like if you're a fan of Wu-Tang, you'll dig this. And also one thing that I definitely noticed uh, is, and I'm Abby, I'm sure you noticed too, is if you're not a fan of Wu-Tang, you're not left completely in the dark. You can still read this as a story and understand, oh, I'm not being thrown a lot of inside references and stuff. I'm just getting a story that yeah. I can follow. Yeah, like I, I'm not, I actually, when I, I did a bit of research before I started reading it and I, I like knew that there was an album also named uh, 12, 12 Reasons to Die and I you know it had something to do with it, but I didn't really know the album itself. So I read the story as a standalone and like with like, um, and I researched a bit more after I read it, but like going in with like very, like just sort of like, I, I don't really like know like all the references like even if i didn't know all the references i still got the story like you don't need to know much about the album to read the story it still is a great standalone story and it's still great to read because it has a lot of like mystery uh, mystery in it and a lot of like good things to think about especially in a comic book so yeah. all right so now what's your final verdict having gotten like the full immersion and not having been like uh, uh, I don't know, indoctrinated in the Temple of Wu-Tang before, are you? Uh, it was definitely a thumbs up. Uh, it was not something I have read before or would have thought I would read, but it's something that, like, now that I've read it, it's, like, really interesting, and the concept of what it, like, its concept is really interesting to me, so. All right, all right. Now, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose it to the class here, because, dude, we all got to watch this movie scare me. And we talked about horror a little earlier in the show. Scare me is a movie that is not just a horror. It's deeply immersed in the culture and concept of horror about two horror writers who get trapped in a horror situation, but it's also not a horror. It's a horror comedy. So uh, that's it, kind. It, yeah, yeah. It's like it, Jason X. It's a lot of weirdness. Okay, I did now. not like that movie, but you did not like I think I it's more someone X. forced me to watch it, so I wasn't feeling it. So like I was watching it under duress. So it we, didn't we do me this show. To. You had to watch it. Okay. So Shana didn't like <laughs> no, Scary. Anybody else? Yo, no, I, I, I love about, it. I was talking about right Jason here. X. She was talking, yeah, she was oh, anybody talking about Jason X? We we in the middle of a review here. Somebody definitely said it was funny, like Jason X. Jason X is funny. Stay on task, you you you. All right, all right. Okay, so so executioner, you failed, Manda. Did you get to watch Scare Me? Yes. Okay. Do you want to give us your interpretation? Well, first of all, break down. What is Scare Me about? So Scare Me is about this aspiring horror author who is kind of having like writer's block. So he decides to rent a cabin to go like flesh out some ideas and like work on a book. And on his way up, he actually encounters a current top rated author who is kind of gloaty about how popular her book and stuff is. Yo, Glody is um, putting it nicely. I, I'm funny. I didn't see it that way. Yo, she was I, pompous. Well, I'm I, like, I, like, I, like, like. Again, I, I didn't see her that way. I, yeah, mean, she, she, I mean, she was feeling herself, and I respected that. I mean, she, she was wrote smelling way, herself hard. Like, he's nah, the one who asked like, who she was. I'm, I'm just. And that, he I'm started that, that conversation. Yeah. Right. Like, 
But all I mean, right, like, we have, but, we have, all right. So, oh, man, man, continue, please. But, right, but so they, so they, so they have this choice encounter, and they conveniently are heading up into the same area, um, and you know, he's trying to like entice her to be like, you know, like let's like collaborate, let like, like let's have this like meet up, like let let's collaborate a bit, and she's all like, nah, you're not on my level. I'm not even mm. trying to feel this, and they go their separate ways, but. You know, because up in the mountains or up in this cabin, you know, weather's got to be dumb, and weather knocks out some power. And the this this high performing um, author shows up at his house to see if his power is out, and they kind of weirdly start trading stories with each other, like trying to scare each other. You know, and she's just not feeling any of it, but conveniently has this notebook that she's just constantly kind of take notes in. Mm. Um, that and- ends up being a device they use at the later on in the movie that I had to go back and realize this is something that's been in your purview the whole time. And yeah. it, it kind of goes unnoticed or you're not really paying attention until it becomes a thing. I like when movie I like when movies do that. And Isn't it oh, kind of Chekhov's gun? Like, if you're introducing this thing in the first third, it yeah. better have a payoff. Well, yes and no. The concept yeah, of Chekhov's yeah, gun is they're going to show it to you, but like present it as something you see. This was just like there's something in the background. It's always there, so you can go back and notice it's always been there. But the camera never focuses on it. She, like they talk about her notebook, but they're also talking about other things. And it's like the notebook is just part of this, and the part of this, and the part of this. Whereas Chekhov's gun would be this notebook. Hey, look. Put inside, and now we go about the story. On this table, here's this nice pan shot of me putting down this notebook. Yeah. Yo, well, they did do that. I, 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 the introduction of the pizza guy, too. Oh, the, it, yeah. It like, oh, <laughs> Dude, what's what's his name? Carlo, I think it was. Carlo. Oh, no. In the movie, yeah, Carlo um, he's played by Chris, played by Red. Chris Red. Yeah. He was also in the love Carlo. He was also in Vampires uh, versus the Bronx, so yes, I was, he thinking, was. Like, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, maybe. I didn't know that. Like he was in so much, so many movies, and so I was like, "Huh, like here he is again." Yeah, like, the only person that I, I don't I don't recall seeing in something else in this was um, Rebecca Drysdale. She was uh, she was Bettina, the Uber driver. Uh, well, I, yeah. I just want, no, no, no. she was. Well, she's she's also an she's Uber, also an author. Like she's a writer. Yeah, she's yeah, also she's, an aspiring writer. writer. Yeah. But like he hires her no. to drive her to and from the cabin. Yeah. 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 That was interesting though. I liked I like when um you see her character and his whole thing is uh she's bothering him. And he's just like, Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm writer. Asleep. Yeah. And yeah. you assume, like I assumed going in, that he was the what was the was the pompous you know, known writer. I don't. I don't like to talk about my work. Excuse me, please. It's like, nah, he's, nah. I don't he's like writing he's about ra- my work because I'm horribly self-conscious that it's not good. Yo, you know what? Yeah. Con- conceptually, <laughs> it's just like, why? Yo, why did she never consider that? Her whole thing was, it's just like, yo, tell this, you do this, you do that, and tell this. It's like, yo, maybe he, he's, maybe he is self-conscious. Maybe he got, you know, this dude doesn't seem like that confident. He's struggling to communicate socially, and I felt bad for him for a lot of this movie. Until what happened happened. Oh. I mean, I never felt bad for him. Yeah, I never Shana, felt bad. Okay, was... Shana, Shana, why not? Well, first of all, like when it's funny because the way him and his driver are are very similar to the way he behaved when he met who he realized was an established writer. Because the other person was just a hobbyist like him, he didn't have time for her. Um 
and it doesn't and it doesn't hurt that the author he meets later is more conventionally attractive than the other woman so i feel like that also probably played a little into it but also by the time he told the story by the time he got the phone call from his ex-wife i was like oh i don't like him <laughs> yeah oh, like i'm like oh he's oh he's not a good person no i oh. yeah <laughs> that's when i sort of started getting like bad vibes from him was like when um like at the beginning like it's just like oh whatever he's just like a stuck-up jerk but like as the movie went on like you think like oh he's a stuck-up jerk and then there's like hints that like maybe he's like an actual like piece of garbage to put it nicely <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. and like yeah, and, and yeah, even yeah, in the way he told the story yeah even the way he told the story about the um how his marriage ended it it, it became really clear that he's the kind of person who doesn't who does bad things and doesn't take responsibility all right okay so what's your opinion of um uh what's the uh aya cash she played uh fanny what's your opinion of fanny i like like look i didn't dislike fanny i think fanny is probably the kind of person who is in a very male oriented um yep um industry where she has probably been picked on and put upon for years and so she probably has a bit of an armor on her when she deals with people like like she definitely came off like i'm not really a terrible person but i will come off a little bitchy because of the way people have treated me it's like look if if i were a dude and i was acting like this you'd be still you'd be kissing the dirt yeah like (laughs) yeah but that's not how it is so this is how i'm gonna be sit down or leave Okay, I, I I I personally put myself in Fred's shoes and anyone that comes into my house and if I invite them, cool. I'm welcoming, well, I know it's not his house, it's his cabin. If anyone comes into my cabin and I invite them, cool. And then they start behaving like she did. She was disrespecting his stuff. She was obnoxious to him. And I get that we've established her personality type when they met on the road. But then, dude, she was like, it's not like I've entered your space and I'm a guest it's okay now I'm here prove to me you're worth my time and I'm just like I mean that's to me that's no different than where did that come from like she was antagonistic towards him when she came I'm I'm assuming to check on his well-being when the power went out I think she just wanted to see if he had power because she didn't yeah, oh, then, then, that was her looking for right. oh, her. Oh, then then why not leave? Why come in and do the whole story? Because because wasn't yeah, wasn't it Fred <laughs> that kind of like wanted her there? And then even while they were together, like Fanny, I felt like Fanny was basically trying to help Fred the whole entire time. Like, look, That's, I'm yeah. an established writer. Look, I, even though I'm coming off a little bitchy, this is how I learned. And, and I'm giving you tips. I'm giving you inspiration. And it seems like Fred was just like in his feelings instead of just actually taking notes and like that's that's why i didn't feel bad for frex i'm like man you got this established writer here giving you all these tips and tricks that she's literally just breaking out even while telling your story she's giving you advice and you're just in your feelings like oh why you gotta be like that just yo that's sometimes that's just how some people like that's how some creative people are when when they're at that level and you're trying to get up there too like you, you got to take that. Like, that's that's just how you learn. Like, hey, you do, sometimes huh? you can't hold their hand. You can't baby them and be like, oh, you know, I got to be a little bit. Nah, you got to be you gotta be honest with it. Like, hey, this idea is trash, man. This this werewolf movie or werewolf idea you got is trash. All right, then now let's, all right, then now <laughs> the introduction to Carlo. How do y'all feel about the introduction of this dude who's not a writer, 
but came into the uh, well, he was inducted, I guess, uh, into the uh, into the storytelling. I think it was a bit forced. I mean, like especially because, like, his character is a pizza delivery driver, and it's like they invite him into um, Fred's sort of cabin. He says, "Sure, why not?" Just like telling crazy, creepy stories with two complete strangers isn't creepy in itself. And uh, like all the time, hey, like, you're in a class with thirty other people that you just met. Tell well, them, yeah, tell there's them. that, but like this is like you're in an isolated cabin with no power, with two complete strangers who ordered pizza off of you. Do you really think you're going to trust them? Yes. Like, like I mean, that's kind yes. of crazy. Like, <laughs> I mean, me, nah. I would just put that pizza, pizza on the soup and be like, Venmo me that money, bye. No. Yeah, like, I'd rather, go back to uh, like, I'd rather, I mean, I, I feel like, like, and, like, he proceeds to, like, their sort of, like, interactions, I'm trying not to give away too much, but, like, throughout the night, like, his in like his interactions like he's like he's portrayed to be this like really funny character that sort of sides with uh what's her name like Fanny. 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 yes um that sort of sides with her throughout the night rather than with fred and like he's just like just his whole character like seems to just kind of be making fun of fred and sort of siding with um fanny and that sort of like interaction is like is justified because like he's then seemed to be a big fan of Fanny's works and um it's just like it seems a bit forced to me okay All but right, you well, know what's well, interesting about that scenario too is the yeah. fact when uh Carlo was telling a little bit of stories Fanny was actually liking his ideas and at that point it seemed like Fred was starting to become jealous yeah a bit of Carlo because it's just like here comes wait, this commoner this... who's not even doing this as a hobby and he's got better get some shine. Yeah. yeah yeah I also think Carlo was there because it's a it's a horror device to you know have like a delivery person or somebody innocuous oh, yeah. like that yeah. show up in the give, middle give, of give that fodder like, and he had, he had the red bag they usually die but you know. <laughs> yo I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so, well I'm, okay I, I won't I won't I won't spoil uh who made it through this um, I will say though that I I was tempted to give this I'm giving this a thumbs down. I was tempted <laughs> to give it a, I was tempted to give it a thumbs up because when the movie starts off, I'm getting a very specific story of yo, you know what? I I, I see uh, Fred's situation. I'm not liking Fanny. I'm liking Fred. I'm feeling for dude. And then as the movie went on, it threw me that curve of oh yeah, no, Fred's trash. No, 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 no you don't like this cat. Uh, no. <laughs> and I like I like when a movie throws me something I did not um, I didn't expect. You know, it's just like that was good. That got me. And it was something that I I appreciated. But ultimately, I look back on it like, but I didn't enjoy the whole time. You know, I sat there just like kind of on the fence about one character and another character. And then the way it played out, just like the horror is not gripping me and the comedy's not gripping me. And I don't like having that much dichotomy in a story where it's like, I feel, I don't feel like I'm being challenged by it. It's just, you know, it's just like, I don't know if, if I, if I, like how much I hate this or how much I don't hate this. And that ultimately leads to a thumbs down for me. Um, Abby? Uh, I would have to say, um, I don't really know because I'll have to say I'll have to go with thumbs down. I really did enjoy this uh, movie, but it was like the 
the idea the sort of like plot of the movie and sort of how they wanted to do it like it seemed really interesting like with the storytelling itself but like how they sort of addressed it towards the end of the movie sort of it it just went downhill and i didn't really enjoy it as um the movie wrapped up and the ending was kind of unsatisfying um if they made it slight like if the ending was different and the characters were slightly different then like the 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 movie itself would have been better but it just wasn't up to the it wasn't as good as i thought it would be didn't measure up i feel, I feel that yeah. I, I can do that all right so executioner uh, I was actually expecting to not like this movie, and I did. Like, thumbs up, man. Like, I enjoyed it. It was a interesting take on what would have happened in a cabin in the woods. I was not expecting that. Enjoyed the the whole aspect of it, the imagination of it. And most importantly, I think it's also a great resource and tool for those that are interested in looking to get into writing to understand the thought process of how writers get into their mindset. Mm -hmm. which is very interesting so it's like not only will you learn something you'll also have a good story and if you have a really good imagination i think you'll really get into that bag and you can just imagine all of the the scenarios that go on and the ending was what a twist so there you go cool as somebody with a writing degree and a master's in film i'm gonna say <laughs> that's cute now okay she in a shade. <laughs> no disrespect no disrespect i know I feel like, okay, so I have to be theatrical about my own thing. So submit it for the approval of the Geek Down Society. Hey. My rating yes. a thumbs up because this was just, are you afraid of the dark for adults? <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs> And I, re I enjoyed it. See, the sad thing is you don't have the pouch with the dust. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something pretty close yeah. to that. It's called the uh, notebook. We're going we gonna, we, we gonna, we gonna to call you, uh, we gonna call you so Sardu. Or Shane, Shane, Shane Doe, that don't work. No, we'll, don't. We'll work on it. No, no. All right, all right. So, all right, so now we're waiting on pins and needles. And pen. So, uh, this is kind of a mixed bag for me because one, it's, it sits in a really interesting area of, of horror for me. Because like, overtly horror, absolutely not. Like, it kind of reminds me of like Creep, where it's kind of like that mumble, mumble core, where like, it seems generally fairly real, like real life scenario with like just a slight ease of distension throughout it. And kind of like imagining like a ket kettle being put on and like, it's kind of cold, nothing really happens. Then it starts to pick up, then it starts to pick up. And instead of hearing a whistle, I think the ending really kind of missed it for me personally. Like I was waiting for like that crescendo to hit and it's like the beat never, the beat, the bass never dropped. So I was like, ugh. Really? You got me all like hyped up for this, and then that this? I'm like, okay, sure, but like, th there wasn't enough of an ending to justify the journey that we got. So it's just like, meh. Like there, there was enough to start, and they just didn't finish it strong enough for me. So coming in with the thumbs down. Okay. We gotta Sorry, right. me, me and Shay understand the, the whole. No, I like I enjoyed it. I like the kind. It's it's more my along my lines of humor because I went in not I thinking know. I was gonna like it, and right, I ended well, up liking it a lot more than I thought I was. 
we are surprisingly split on this one. The movie's called Scare Me. It's available now on Shutter if you have that one. And if not, I feel like they'll sprinkle it around uh, in, in a little bit, not in not too much time. Starring Josh Rubin, Aya Cash, who's blowing up on the boys right now. Yeah. So it's got a couple Hell, of yeah. yeah, I was very surprised to see her. And- I kept looking at her like, she's familiar. Where do I know her from? Yeah. She's like, she's like, she's like almost the same person. Like, you take away the superpowers, and it's the same character. Well, she's also not a scary Nazi. Like, that's... Oh, we, 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 we didn't learn that much, we learn that much else about... Two of the boys! Yeah. All right, all right. Sorry. I'm bad. You know what I should have <laughs> said? Like I, just, I just saw the twist, where I was like, oh, shit. All right, well, well, thank you for that. And mercifully, we are out of time. <laughs> want to thank you all for joining us for the action-packed, fun-filled debate. Heavy episode of The Geek Down. want to thank Executioner. Oh man, when Guardian Levio saw, you know, Levio here preparing these like he just he just been he just been waiting waiting to deliver these like the whole show, haven't you? Nah, not really, man. It's like it just came out of my head. We just got done talking about something horror, so I figured I'd go back to the beginning, which we talked about magic. So you know, Havaver mm-hmm. Kadabra, man. You're not buying on me. All right, man, the panda. Thanks for having me as always. All right, Westminster Abbey. Uh, yeah, see you guys. All right, Shade of Shade. Always nice to be here. Right, and I want to thank you wonderful people for joining us. Reminding you, if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, you can go to the website and see all our goodness, our reviews, our laughs, and our cries, our happiness, our sads, all that stuff. Go to geek-down.com or go to the overall website. You, you can go to villains.wtf. Yo, that and- is definitely a WTF. Mm. Oh my god. We'll catch you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Yo, man, it's Tabasco sauce.